legit told you that was gonna fucking happen. I was like, the second we start talking about sex. <laughs> This is take two. We tried recording a few days ago on our plane to Tennessee because I went to Nashville with my best friend. Hi. This is Ashley and you all Hello. know her. She's been on so a few happy times. happy to be back. The last time she was on was in the winter. Yeah. So it's been a hot minute. So we just wanted to catch up and talk to you guys because I haven't had anyone on my show in a while. Yes. Yeah. So can you introduce yourself for our new listeners? Yes, well, firstly, congratulations on 6,000 listens. That's amazing. Um, my name is Ashleen. I have known Lauren for, what, like 15? Like, yeah, it's like 15 yeah. years. We were like 12. Yeah. So maybe like 14 years. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. we were in like seventh grade. <laughs> I've been on the podcast a few times. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, we're happy to have you back. So, as I said before, we made a podcast earlier, but we're going to do a redo, and I apologize for the sound quality. Um, if you hear, like, a buzzing or, like, a humming, it's because we're on a plane. So I do apologize. We'll try to talk through the masks as clearly as we can. So can you tell us how, I know we discussed this when we did round one, but how you've changed, your life has changed, your dating life has changed since November. Yeah, so November, I think the last podcast, we were on the way to Boston. Um, A lot has changed since then. I've definitely changed for the better. Um, I got a puppy, my little baby Stella. Um, What else? It's just like a new season, you know? Um, I feel like I've come, like, really far with, like, my self-discovery journey. We've definitely done a lot. I've seen, I've started seeing somebody, and we just went to Nashville and had the best trip ever. Yeah, what was your favorite part of the trip? I would say either the live music, because we don't have that back home, and I love live music. Or, I would feel like just exploring because it's such a cool city. What was yours? Yeah, I definitely liked the bars. They yeah. were fun. They were so fun. We met a lot of nice people. It's just the culture down here is, or out here, I don't know, it's like West, is so different than New York. Yeah. And it's just like the worst part is coming back home to grouchy, grumpy, rush New Yorkers. It was- crazy when we were going through TSA everybody was so sweet and like anytime we've left New York they're always so grouchy they're so really rude like people are so rude like one of the uber drivers I asked him to pull over and he was like sure hon like who says <laughs> who says that in New York no, no people way. are so different yeah, there was a lot of funny moments on the trip, too. Yeah. Can you tell us your funniest story? I think my favorite story was when we stuck into the pool. That, that was, like, fun. that was, like, so perfect. The know? timing was, like, so serendipitous. Yeah, so just long story short, 
we were told that our hotel, well, we thought our hotel had a pool, and it turns out it didn't. So our waiter told us to go check out this one pool at the Westin Hotel, um, and we called. They were like, it's for hotel residents only. I'm like, all right, we're reading between the lines, no problem. So we, <laughs> so we get into our bathing suits, we walk over there, and we walk in like we own the place. We get in the elevator with a group of people. They scan their card. We go up to the pool. The lady checking, like, your pass was gone. So we walk right in, and we're, like, at the pool. So then there's an empty cabana. It looked like the people left. So we went in this cabana and started taking pictures. And then the waitress came over and was like, this is a $500 minimum. You have to, like, take your pictures and go. So then we left, and, like, it was so funny because when we were leaving, the lady checking, like, the passes was back at the door, so it was, like, perfect timing. Perfect timing. I never, ever have luck like that. Like, I never get away with anything. Yeah. And I felt, like, so bad. I was like, this is, like, the most risque thing I've done in, like, 12 years. For real. What was your, like, funniest part? The funniest part? There was a lot of funny parts. We were hanging out with some people and I thought that those conversations were funny yeah they really were one of the guys with like Jack Black it was really funny yeah it was cool to have like I think the coolest part for me was seeing the authentic country bar last night yeah that That was was really cool cool. and the most stressful part for me was with the uber but it passed so I don't know how uber works because I'm like a dinosaur I've never used uber downloaded it ever so we were trying to get our hair blown out and ash wasn't really feeling well so we had to reschedule and go at different times so ashleen ordered me an uber there and there was no problem and then on the way back i was like hey do you want me to download the app to get an uber and ashleen was like no i'll just get it for you so the uber person came and then i got in the car and i was like hello he was a very nice young young lad yeah And then Ashley was like, oh, shit, it's almost time for my appointment. I have to use Uber. So she tried to order another Uber, which then canceled my Uber as we're on the fucking highway. And the guy, like, sees that the navigation just exited out and it says your ride's been canceled. And we're on the highway and he's, like, looking on his phone trying to navigate the map, like, swerving into oncoming traffic. Everyone's honking at him. I was freaking the fuck out because I thought I'd get kicked out of the car and on the side of the highway. And then it was just so stressful. And then eventually I got back and Ash used the same person as me. And it was just a whole debacle. He drove me to my appointment and he didn't get paid for Lauren's ride. And I didn't know how to pay him for my ride. I, like, tried ordering two different Ubers while I was in his car, and, like, it didn't. It picked up for somebody else. So, I was like, do you want Venmo? He was like, no. He was like, do you have cash? I was like, I don't. So, we ended up calling his mom and getting his mom's Venmo. So, I was like, look, like, if you drive me to my hair appointment, I'll pay you $80, and we'll just act like this never happened. So, he drops me off. I go get my hair done. But I'm ready to come back and call an Uber. And who, like, do I get? Of course, I get him again. So Maybe he wanted to see you. But, like, I think that's so crazy because, like, I couldn't get it to pick up on him when I was in his car. And then I just pick him, like, he picks me up again. 
but whatever. He was nice. It was like his second day yeah. of doing Uber. He was maybe like 20 years old. I was so like, I you're never so gonna do Uber again yeah, after this. I felt so we bad. Scarred his first we scarred his Uber experience. That's but. funny. So I want to talk about. I know you said in the beginning. I want to go back to this that you got Stella. So a lot of my listeners are into like spirituality and law of attraction and everything like that. So can you tell them how you manifested Stella, your dog? Yeah, so I totally manifested my dog. I had been asking for a dog for months and my parents were like, no, no, no. So I was really bummed about it. The last time I was on, we were driving to Boston. I, like, the day before, I had a conversation with my mom. I was like, look, I really want this dog. She was like, no. So I was bummed about it. And on the trip to Boston, me and Lauren had, like, a conversation about, like, manifesting. And I tried manifesting it before. um, But, like, I I wasn't raising my vibration. You know, there was still that little bit of doubt in me that it was actually going to happen. So, me and Lauren had a nice long conversation, you know, we talked it through about the, like, ways to successfully manifest. So, when I came back home, my mom had bought me, like, a bedspread, and it came with a pillowcase that matched the bedspread, and I said, I folded it up, put it in my drawer, and I said, I'm saving this for when I get my dog literally the next night my parents came home and out of nowhere out of nowhere they were like okay we decided you can get the dog so the craziest thing I had seen her on the website for the pet store a week before and I was like oh my god literally that's like the cutest dog ever and then when they said you can get the dog she was still there and like I went the next day and like got her history ever since and she's had Stella ever since that's so funny because I remember how like down you were about not being able to get a dog but then like the second you just made up your mind and you're like all right this is happening and I said you might not know when but as long as you know it's happening and you bought like that thing for the dog and that just like sealed it with the universe that like all right this is hers and then the next day it happens that quickly sometimes it's so crazy because like I had always, like, read about manifesting. Like, I thought I knew how it worked. But, like, after we had that conversation, like, my whole, like, you really have to just, like, leave it up. Like, say, you know what? This is mine. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. You know what I mean? Exactly. The second that you let it go and stop kind of, like, grasping and, like, clinging to the idea. And you just trust that it's going to happen and release it into the world. Like, that's when it comes to you yeah like when my little shred of doubt that it was actually gonna happen like was relinquished like it was like night and day you know what I mean yeah and also since November I know you didn't mention this but like you've been searching for houses so you've been doing like a lot of personal growth yeah for sure so I'm looking to buy a house I'm trying to figure out what to do with that because anyone who's looking to buy a house as well knows that the market is insane right now um, so, you know, I think manifesting is something I can do with that house too. you know, just get rid of the little bit of doubt that it's going to happen anytime soon and just leave it up to the universe. Yeah. Ash is also seeing someone. We're calling him Boy One for the yeah. sake of this conversation. Can you tell us about Boy One and yeah, what so you've I, learned from him? For sure. So I think, you know, it's, um, 
It's like a new relationship. He listens, so hi. Hi. <laughs> but yeah, he's great. Yeah. What would you say like has changed about you throughout the years in regards to maybe your standards or what you're looking for or just what you've learned about yourself through everything on your journey? Yeah, so I have like as far as like dating goes, I've definitely um switched gears. Like if you had asked me like a year ago like what you'd want in a man I'd literally give you the most ridiculous standards um I feel like I've become more in tune with like myself and I feel like you know I've my standards have kind of like changed and like um have kind of gone from like surface level to like a deeper level like right like we I joke around about like being a height snob I kind of am but like we used to say, oh, like, 6'5", that's short. Like, I don't, you know, I don't really care about stuff like that so much anymore. Yeah, for sure. I would say before my boyfriend, we're calling him boy too, but he doesn't listen to my podcast, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, before I started dating him, I think I didn't have many standards because personally I felt like I have really bad self-esteem and I felt like I wasn't worthy of someone that I wanted to manifest I just thought it would never happen for me so I kind of would just settle for crumbs and take what people gave me unfortunately yeah which has led me to a lot of less than ideal situations yeah for sure I feel like I've always had like high standards but like my high standards have like shifted gears now you know what I mean what would you say is the biggest shift that you've experienced um I feel like it's more Like, I never really realized how important, like, emotional availability was. I always kind of thought that was just, like, something that, like, came with dating somebody, but I've realized it's really not. So many people are dating on the apps or even not on the apps that, I don't know, I think it's our generation, millennials and younger, and even people in their 30s, like, a lot of us aren't emotionally available, like, we're physically available. But we're less apt to give people, like, our true authentic selves and be vulnerable with them to establish that emotional connection. Yeah. And, like, I know for even, like, for myself, like, there's been, like, a couple of moments where I'm, like, wait, like, am I, like, fully, like, emotionally open? And, like, I had to take a step back and, like, look at myself. And then I'm, like, okay, I am. So, like, then you continue. Yeah, a lot of therapists have told me that the reason why I would always attract emotionally unavailable guys or I would be attracted to them is because I wasn't emotionally available myself and it wasn't until dating boy two that like I realized what my blocks are so do you have any blocks that you're working on or that things that have just come up that you're like wow like I didn't know this yeah I mean I feel like I've worked through a lot of my blocks in the last couple of months um I feel like trusting was like a really hard thing for me to do but I feel like honestly like you kind of just gotta like let it be and let things play out if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out like I can't I'm sure you know this you can't like harp on like not you know being afraid you're gonna get hurt it kind of is what it is like if it happens it happens Yeah, a lot of times we'll try to protect ourselves from being hurt, and that just pushes people away, and when we keep them at arm's length, 
we end up only hurting ourselves and yeah. not doing ourselves any favors. Right. Kind of defeats the purpose of dating, honestly. Like, what's the point? Yeah, you can't really have, like, a loving, mature, emotionally available relationship if you're not willing to invest that because everything in life is a risk like you start a job you're risking that it doesn't work out or you get fired you start a relationship the same thing but a relationship that's meant to work will never not work out exactly so true have you had any any relationships or experiences in the past even not related to dating where something didn't work out and then a few weeks or months or years later you were like wow thank god that didn't work out oh yeah for sure do you want to talk about any of them um yeah so there's been like like with jobs like there's been jobs that I've gone for in the past and I thought like oh my god like I really really want this job and it didn't work out and I'm so glad it didn't um there's been times where like I almost moved out of state with people and like I, it didn't work out and I'm so glad it didn't um there's been relationships that like didn't work out and I was like oh my god my life is over and I look back and I'm so glad it didn't so I really like you told me this and I true like I stand by it I live my life by it um this or something better like and it's really helped me like lately with this whole house search too like if it's not this it means something better is coming for sure and there's so many like corny cheesy lines but they're so true like when one door closes another door opens or rejection is god's protection so anytime something isn't working out quote-unquote for us i think it's just life redirecting us into a different path yeah i agree for sure yeah so we talked a little bit about this before but what are some of your whether it's relationship goals personal goals for the next year or five years yeah, so this year I would really like to, you know, um, like really be good to my body. Like your body does so much for you. You want to like be good to it. So we get back maybe doing keto or trying out paleo and just getting back into the gym. I know that they recently like opened, so get back on my gym grind. Um, hopefully buy a house. If not, save for a house for next year um travel more hopefully we can do more trips what about you what are your goals my goals i'd say my biggest goal is to get into a doctoral program move out get a new car and hopefully start a new career yeah something that you said on the trip which really resonated with me so I was on, I'm on and off keto like all the time and I was on keto and then I was off keto because my listeners know I started a birth control and it just made me like a ravenous, savage animal, always hungry. So I gained maybe like 15 pounds in the last month and I was going on the trip and I'm like, shit, like I'm not going to have a good time because I'm going to be insecure and I'm not going to feel comfortable in my clothes. And then you said something, you were like, I don't even care, like why am I beating up on my body? And it made me realize, like, yeah, like, why am I not going to have a good time and wait to be happy until I lose weight? Yeah, that's honestly something that, like, I have had to work through, like, really hard. Because, like, I, my weight's, like, always been, like, up and down. And, um, like, two years ago, I, like, lost a ton of weight from keto. And, like, I maintained it. And I was, like, super in shape. And then, like, over quarantine, like, a bad breakup, like, I just... 
kind of like lost track of my fitness goals a little bit but and I struggled with it for a while like um remember like we spent like five hundred dollars on like baggy sweatshirts because like I just I felt like gross in my own skin and then I like really thought about it and I was like my body does so much for me like why am I gonna beat like the crap out of myself hating myself over like gaining some weight like it's not a big deal so that's why like this trip like I was I mean I could have been insecure um but I kind of was like you know what I'm gonna wear whatever I want to wear I'm gonna walk around with confidence and you know if someone judges me that's their own issue and I don't know yeah definitely it's all about like that gratitude for your body because we're 26 our bodies don't look the same way they did when we were 21 they won't look this way when we're 36 whatever that looks like so why not just enjoy where you are right now yeah for sure and I did the same thing like I basically walked around wearing whatever the fuck I wanted because even the most beautiful girl if she's self-conscious in her body and not confident like it exudes a totally different vibe than someone that could look differently than her that's like owning it and embracing her curves or whatever you know yesterday we were walking around in our like bathing suits and like Mm -hmm. i had no shame i didn't care yeah facts that's so true (laughs) has um has your self-esteem i know you said you're very confident has that changed throughout the years particularly with dating yeah i mean i've like a couple years ago i don't know like what it was like it was just a shift where, like, I just became so secure with myself. And, like, I feel like it definitely helps. Like, obviously, I have insecurities. But I feel like I'm, for the most part, pretty confident. And, like, very, like, comfortable with who I am. How did you get there? Because I need tips. And I have the problem of comparing myself to other people. Yeah. Well, that honestly was, like, the like turning point for me. I decided... I'm no longer going to compare myself to other people just because it would drive me crazy. And I said, I'm only going to compare myself to my former self. Mm -hmm. And, like, that honestly has been life-changing. Because, you know, there was a point where, like, I I guess, like, similar to how you feel, but, like, I would compare myself, like, to other people and, like, see what you see online. And I was like, no, no, I can't do that anymore. So I just, you know... Um, I feel like I just really embrace just who I am, like, in the moment. You know, try to just stay positive. Yeah, that's super hard, but it's also really empowering and important because when you compare yourself to other people, like, it only brings you down and it doesn't help you at all. It's just like running an uphill battle that you'll never, you know, win. So it's not serving you. So the best person you can, if you are going to compare yourself to, is your past self. Because then you look at how far you've come. Exactly. Awesome. So do you want to talk a little bit about dating? I know we wanted to... So a lot of my listeners have been in, like, bad relationships. Because what I mostly talk about is, like, dating after abuse or a toxic relationship or a bad breakup so what are some tips that you can give for listeners that are going through that right now yeah so I would say like take time for yourself you know really be yourself put yourself first after I went through a really bad breakup over the like early fall 
and I decided I was going to do this thing called self-care Tuesdays, which honestly was life-changing. Um, so like, for example, I started working with the life coach and like every Tuesday, 6 p.m., I talked to her and that day, like I would spoil myself, like I'd go for a massage or I'd go for a facial or I'd go to the beach or I'd go for a nice walk and light candles. I'd like give myself an at-home facial and get my nails done, get my hair done, like order like, you know, a little more of a like bougier lunch for myself. You know, really just put myself first, relax, you know, talk to the life coach, light some candles and then just lay in bed and like watch a good show. And like I it really helps me. Um you know, I really like was in a dark place at that time and like the self-care Tuesdays was like something I looked forward to so much and like it obviously doesn't have to be Tuesday any day <laughs> <But> <laughs> only Tuesday yeah but it was just really nice so I definitely would say like take time for yourself um take a step back before you jump back into like the um, dating apps they're draining and then just you try to like really figure out like what you Yeah, I talk about that all the time with my listeners that a lot of people, it's like that get under to get over syndrome where it's like, I'm hurting, I have this internal wound, so let me just temporarily fill it up superficially. It does not work because if we don't work on the issue, what made the relationship, I don't want to say fail because I don't believe in failed relationships, but what made the relationship end, and we have to realize it's a two-way street, if we keep just numbing that with another person is just going to keep recreating the same issue yeah and honestly like if you put a band-aid on it it's not going to go away no you can't put a band-aid on a bullet wound yeah exactly was there any like mantras or affirmations that helped you get through that what were the mantras or affirmations so i got really into positive affirmations lately um one i actually heard on another podcast i listened to the girls were saying when you wake up in the morning whether you're walking in the bathroom or walking to get some coffee when you get out of your bed with your right foot when you put your right foot down you say think and then with your left foot you say you and as you're on your walk every time your right or left foot hits the ground you say thank you thank you thank you and it's just a really nice way to start your day with gratitude i've also got really into positive affirmations i use um an app it's called motivation app and they have like a positive affirmation setting with affirmation so when you wake up in the morning say i am worthy i deserve love i am attracting success you know all those great things yeah because then you speak it into existence yeah cool and you also like crystals oh yeah for sure what are some of your favorites um so i love my moonstone that one's really good for like um for balance and for your intuition rose quartz for me that symbols like self-love i am so upset i actually lost my rose quartz ring moon magic has the best jewelry like i'm sure there's other apps i personally just love moon magic they're like crystals made into jewelry so i have like two rings um, i have my moonstone and my rose quartz ring they're really beautiful and every time I look at it, it just symbolizes, you know, self-love or my um, intuition. Yeah, Rose Quartz is awesome to work with. Can we talk about intuition for a second? Because I think that's so important. Yeah. It wasn't until, like, maybe two years ago that I was, like, 
realized that my entire life I'd been ignoring my intuition and it really just got me into a lot of like detrimental unhealthy situations so how can you talk about the the development and the way that your intuition has evolved so I feel like I've always like had like an intuition like even when I was like a young teenager like I would feel something and then something would happen and I'm like damn it like I knew that was gonna happen why didn't I like pay attention and I feel like I've like especially like you I like really look up to you like with your like um self-discovery and like just everything you do so after like talking to you I've like really become more in tune with my intuition and like now you know I like really listen to it like if I'm feeling a certain way like I act accordingly to it you know yeah especially I always try to enforce this in dating if your intuition has the slightest doubt like whether it's just like oh something feels off but I can't name what it is you have to listen to that because especially as females we talk ourselves out of it and I'll give an example I was with you over the summer I was tindering tinder dating and this one person like I don't know what it was but the vibe was just off I was like I just don't really feel like going I feel like something's weird like I don't know what it is and then I was like you know what it's fine like I'm probably just overthinking it and then we went and the person turned out to be like I don't want to sound mean but he was a catfish he wasn't who he said he was and I was just like my intuition proved me right again like why do I ignore it it's literally saved me with dating so many times like I've been on first dates with guys and like my intuition just says like something's off like it's like overwhelming almost it's like red flag red flag red flag um, even like texting, I remember specifically this one instance. I was texting this guy, and like he sent me a selfie, and like this like weird feeling came over me, and I just stopped answering. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was in his face. Yeah, but like just something about like the vibe. <laughs> there was something about his face. <laughs> there was something that was really his disturbing. <laughs> but something was just like no. No, yeah. no. So I, like, had to stop answering. Yeah. That's so funny. It's it's so, like, real in dating. I think it shows up the most because a lot of us don't learn to trust our intuition, but we all have an intuition. Some are just more in tuned or stronger than others. Yeah. But that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, there's been so many times. I think if something feels good, go with it. Right. And if you have to question yourself or you doubt it or something, it's just the way your body reacts... Like, you have to go with that, too. But I feel like our society teaches you to just trust words and logic and facts. And it doesn't teach us to, like, get in tune with our body's wisdom. Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, so what else do you have going on? I know we were talking a little bit about last time we were talking about our turn-ons and turn-offs. But I want to know, like, emotionally, mentally, psychologically what your turn-ons are. Yeah, so for me, I would say in a relationship, obviously emotional availability is a turn on. It used to not be, surprisingly, because when someone was not emotionally available, like I didn't have to be my true self. I didn't have to reveal who I was because a lot of us, including me, are afraid of feeling exposed or like raw and naked in a relationship because we fear we might get hurt or be seen and judged you know yeah I agree. so that is a turn on a new turn on for me so like I love 
men or like people that are willing to go to therapy yeah or like just are self-introspective and emotionally intelligent. Yeah, I agree. Self-introspection is very important. Do you have any? Yeah, I would say self-introspection for sure. Emotional availability for sure. Just like being um, like carefree and like just easygoing. Like laid back and yeah. funny. I love funny. Yeah. Funny is so important. And smart. Yeah, people that you can have, like, deep, open conversations with yeah. is really important. Because if I'm talking to someone and they're boring or it's just, like, stonewalled and I have to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Also, like, a good sense of humor. I have a really weird sense of humor. <laughs> like, I'm very sarcastic. So, like, a serious man, like, does not work for me. Would you say that you like people or, like, your boyfriend, for example... Are you drawn to men that are, like, very similar to you or more so opposite? Um, I would say probably, like, similar characteristics. What about you? I would say similar morals and values, but personality and, like, characteristically, I like men that are, like, the opposite because I'm really, like, introverted. I always tend to date guys that never shut up um, because they can carry the conversation. I don't have to talk. I'm very, like feminine and like sensitive so I do like a more I don't want to say aggressive man but someone that is assertive yeah. and can like take the driver's seat right yeah you too yeah. <laughs> so for the last segment we're gonna talk about sex it's like my favorite thing to talk about and it's so funny because the first time we recorded this we talked we did like a whole half hour segment talking really detailed about sex and then we realized that the guy next to us didn't have headphones the guy next to me didn't have headphones and i was talking about like deep throating and like (laughs) ass fucking and like licking guys assholes it was really awkward does the person next to me have headphones (laughs) So, going back to that, how would you say, I liked our conversation around how the sex in our lives has improved throughout the years, because as someone that's like an 18-year-old girl, you think, oh, the younger I am, the better sex I'm going to have. Once I'm like 30, my sex life is out the window, and now I'm almost 30, and I'm just like, hell no. Yeah, no. I think it gets better. It does get better. I think the more that you learn your body... And I'm not, like, all for, like, no hookups, no hookups, but I'd say, like, the best sex is with someone you actually care about. Yeah, for sure. And the older I get, the less, like, one-night stands I have. (laughs) Thank God for that. So what do you think makes sex good in a relationship? Um, I think just communication. What would be an example? Like, dirty talk, or do you mean communication outside of the bedroom? Oh, just, like, what you like. Yeah. And, like, um, I feel like everyone... I think I use the word sexual styles. I think mm-hmm. everyone has like their own sexual style, and like I feel like your sexual style should be like compatible. Where like it's better when it's compatible, so like the other person doesn't feel like it's sloppy, you know? Yeah. What would you say you do if you guys have different sexual styles? Like, do you think you can still be with that person? Yeah, I think so. Do you think you can teach them what your sexual style is? Yeah, that's why I feel like communicating is so important because you can be like, like that's something I'm into or it's not. Yeah. You know. 
definitely. I was going to say that 26 versus like 20 year old me, my sex style is completely different. Do you want to talk about that? Like how is your sexual identity or like preferences changed or evolved? I feel like I've just like grown where it's my own. Yeah. If that makes sense. Kind of. Can you elaborate? Yeah. So like I feel like, I feel like you just learn more. Yeah, because when you're, like, I, the first time I had sex, I think I was 18, but when you're, like, 16 or 19, you think you know what you're doing, but you don't, really, because you don't have that much experience, and probably the only way that you're learning about sex is through porn, and that's not realistic whatsoever, so the more years you have on the planet, I think, like, the more you can be sexually empowered, yeah. and something for me that I've struggled with is, like, telling my partners what I like and I don't like because yeah. a lot of times I think props to guys but like I feel like I always should talk to them but I don't mean to a lot of them think that they have good dick and like <laughs> they think their dick game is so good and it's so fucking bad yeah. and I'm just like I can't wait for this to be over yeah I feel like for me that's a problem because I'm like just brutally honest to like a fault where like I didn't say like whatever I'm thinking so I feel like I can be kind of hurtful well, I think as long as you're being, like, sincere and, like, somewhat kind, but, I mean, if you're like, wow, babe, like, sex would be so much better if your dick wasn't, like, two inches long, but you know I love you, like, that might be a little I'm, like, hurtful. No, I'm, like, nice to, like, obviously my boyfriends and, like, people I care about, but, like, I don't know, people I don't really care about, I, I don't hold them. I think that's good, though, because there's, like, extremes, and on one extreme it's just being, like, a blatant asshole yeah. and then on the other extreme is like where I am where I'm like such a people pleaser that I can't yeah. say no to people and then it ends up fucking in the ass I know. I'm just like here to like when you're dating like those guys who like come over like no. no if any I don't think many people that identify as a man listen but if you are listening please stop asking girls to come over okay. have any like tips for your younger self around sex dating relationships life anything yeah, I would say, what would you say yours is? Oh, man. Um, one is, like, don't fucking ignore your gut. Yeah. That's huge. Two would be, ask people out of your life that don't care about how you feel. Exactly. People that don't respect your emotions, like, yeah. get them the fuck out. And third would be to stop hating on my body, especially in sex. Like, keep the lights on, girl. Yeah. Like, just keep the lights on. <laughs> I would say love yourself. Put yourself first. So I feel like, you know, like, as sad as it is, people come and go. Like, you're always going to be, you know, yeah. yourself. So you have to love it, you know? It's not worth your dignity and integrity going out the window to please other people. Because other people like they come and go like you said but yeah. you're with yourself so you have to live with yourself right. and respect yourself exactly. awesome. thank you so much for having me this was such a fun trip yeah if you guys want to see photos i recently just activated my instagram again it's big juicy plump <laughs> that's big juicy plump on instagram <laughs> and you guys can see photos of the trip there and thank you so much for listening and say goodbye to Ashley. Bye. All right. Have a sexy day. <laughs>